Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's this week's message. This morning we're looking at Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. This is where John baptizes Jesus. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Word of our Lord. You are God's beloved child. Surely the baptism of Jesus was a high and holy moment for him. For so many years we call them the silent years. Jesus had probably been living in Nazareth, maybe helping his father, or no doubt also taking care of his mother, if tradition is correct that Joseph died before Jesus started his ministry. Everyone had heard about this strange man out in the wilderness, this John the Baptizer, a prophet, and perhaps, as some thought, the Messiah himself. People were flocking to him, and many were baptized in the Jordan River. Perhaps this whole movement, this fresh seeking of God by so many people, was one that really spoke to Jesus. Perhaps he took it as a sign that it was now time for him to come out from Nazareth to begin his public ministry. It's amazing to me that Christ waited 30 years in the carpenter's shop in Nazareth, performing the simple duties of the home and the simple duties of the shop, and all the time knowing he was God incarnate, and all the time knowing there was a lost world, and all the time knowing that the world was waiting for him and never, ever being frustrated because it was all in the Father's plan. Thirty years of obscurity, waiting for the Father's timing, patiently, in a complete kind of unquestioning submission to the Father. He waited for thirty years, and now the hour struck. And when it struck, he came forth. And it says he came to the Jordan. It's important that we do not miss the significance of this. First, it marked the beginning of the public ministry of Jesus. It's his coming out party, the beginning of his work. Baptism is also our coming out party, too. For us, it is a whole new beginning. Baptism is nothing short of death and rebirth. It is the state of a whole new life, a new purpose, a new goal and mission, which is that of being disciples of Christ. So Jesus comes to the Jordan out of his growing conviction of just who he was and what God was calling him to do. He comes to be baptized. John was preaching a baptism 
of repentance from sins. Yet Jesus comes to be baptized. And at first John refuses, but Jesus insists. It is right, Jesus says, to fulfill all righteousness. Which would seem to mean that Jesus is doing this as an act of obedience, as a sign of who he is and why he has come. Now, John's statement is one of the most clear and one of the most powerful and one of the most forceful declarations of the sinlessness of Jesus Christ ever given in the Scripture. When anybody wants to argue about the sinlessness of Christ, whether Christ was really without sin, this is a great place to start. Essentially, John is saying, look, you can't be baptized with my baptism because mine is a baptism for sinners. You're not a sinner. You are not a sinner. He is declaring that I have need to be baptized by you because I am a sinner. You and I are opposites. I am in the class of the people I'm baptizing. You are not. And he is saying not only are you sinless, but you are beyond even the very prophets of God. So Jesus is already at the beginning identifying with sinners. And this gives us a great insight into the kind of ministry he would conduct. What kind is that? Not one who gathers armies, not one who seeks a throne, but one who identifies with the lowly, with sinners. He is a Messiah to sinners, not a military warrior that most everybody hoped and longed for in the Messiah. He was a suffering servant, not one who sought to cause suffering, even on the enemies of his people. All his life he saw himself as God's suffering servant, the one who brought good news to the poor and imprisoned, to the hungry, naked, needy, outcast, and sinners. He would give his life to show us how much God loves us and wishes to forgive us. Jesus begins his ministry baptized with sinners and ends it between two sinners on crosses. So beginning his ministry with baptism was a perfect way of showing who he was and why he came. In the waters of baptism, because of what Jesus did, we find this love and forgiveness. Just as water cleanses us outwardly, so the waters of baptism cleanse us inwardly of sin and guilt. Jesus chooses to be baptized with sinners in the same water as they, for it's sinners he came to save. When he comes up out of the water, the Spirit descends upon him, empowering him for the work ahead. And the voice of God from heaven says, You are my beloved Son, and with you I am well pleased. Yes, God was saying, You have understood who I have called you to be and what I have called you to do. I could not be more pleased with you. What a high and holy moment for Jesus to be affirmed and confirmed by the Spirit and the voice of God. No doubt it was time Jesus often looked back on for encouragement and assurance. The baptism of Jesus is also a divine confirmation of Jesus. The Trinity is shown in this scene, God the Father speaking with God the Son and sending God the Spirit. He hears God saying, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. And in our baptism too, God lays a hand on our heads and says, You now, my beloved Son, 
and with you I am well pleased. Baptism is a kind of initiation into the family of God. It is, in a way, our birthday as a child of God. The baptism of Jesus marked his empowerment for carrying out this ministry. We are told the Holy Spirit descended upon him, giving him all he needed to go and fulfill his work. In baptism, we too are filled with the very presence and Spirit of God. We are not just baptized to be in God's family, but in baptism we are empowered to also serve to continue the mission and work of Christ in proclaiming the good news to the world. Whenever we read the story of the baptism of Jesus, it should remind us when we were baptized. It was a special day, one you knew you would never forget. You walked up some steps, or your family carried you up the steps, maybe. There the minister gathered you in his arms and said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And he said, you are God's beloved child and with you God is well pleased. It was as if those words sink into your soul, mingling with the water, warming your heart in a way maybe you can still feel today, in a way that has grown over the years. It was one of those high and holy moments that you look back on with great joy and for reassurance when you begin to have doubts about just who you are and whose you are. You see, this is what baptism really means, that you too are God's child. God loves you. You are part of God's own family. It may appear like mere water on the surface, but this is holy water. It is the water of God's great love and grace in Jesus poured out for you and all people that all might know they are children of God. This is a message we all need to hear. For so many voices are out there and inside us telling us who we are and who we aren't. Many of those voices would tell us we are nothings, nobodies, that no one could ever love us. And many people listen to those voices. Jesus came to help tune our ears, however, to another voice, a voice from heaven that says, You are my beloved children, and with you I am well pleased. This is who you are. Let no one tell you otherwise. There are many things that are different about Jesus' baptism compared to ours, though. Jesus' was outdoors. Jesus' age. Jesus' had no sponsors. And Jesus's had no sins to be washed away. But there's one thing in common. After Jesus was baptized, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Jesus belonged with God. When we are baptized, the pastor says that we belong to Christ. We belong with God, too. Baptism is a whole new beginning. It is the start of a whole new life, a new purpose, a new goal and mission, that of being disciples of Jesus Christ. So what do we see in the Christ commissions here? He is chosen to be a king, but his throne is going to be a cross. He's chosen to be a king, but he's going to die, a sin offering. So he is commissioned by baptism, he identifies with sinners and pictures his death. 
by being anointed with the Spirit, he is empowered to lead a ministry that ultimately will make him a sacrifice. And by the Father's word, he is said to be the worthy sacrifice. What an introduction. What a beginning. What a ministry. Let us close with prayer this morning. Father, we thank you for the introduction of Christ that we saw today as he began his ministry and made it very clear at the very start that he began as a sacrifice, that he began as an offering for sin, that he came to identify with sinners, that he came to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to preach and then to die victoriously for our sin as a sacrificial lamb, and that you said you were pleased with his sacrifice. He was the spotless, sinless, without blemish sacrifice that you require. Father, we thank you for the one who introduced himself as our Savior, who was chosen to identify with us and to die for us and to know that his death is acceptable to you because he's a worthy offering, gives us great joy. His death purchased our salvation. So we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.